Welcome, 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 and thank you for tuning in to the Yanks podcast presented by U90C. This will be the very first in a series of soccer podcasts dedicated to the United States. Uh, we will be heavy on the men's national team, but you know, moving forward, there's no limits. So we can cover the females and also the youth and whatnot. So no limit Yanks. Okay, so if you're coming over from our flagship podcast, Upper 90 Club, uh, I want to give a fair warning. This is going to be a little looser. So if you got kids in the car, then you might want to, they might learn some uh, new words if you catch my drift. My name is Ben, and I'll be the Abraham Lincoln of this podcast. And with me is the new sporting director of the podcast, Tracy Mott. Congratulations, Tracy. (laughs) Thanks, Ben. Okay. Also with me is the new vice president of sporting. Morton Crosby, Morton, congrats! Yeah, I like I like everything having a question mark. Yeah, and I question myself why I'm even here. But hey, let's talk some USA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. free us, Ben, free us. Yeah. Um. Well, on the it, this is going to be the first one we actually do. So we weren't the U twenty World Cups coming out here in a in a couple of weeks, but we're not going to cover that today. Um, we'll probably react to that on the next pod. Um, but there's a lot of super exciting stuff coming down the pipe especially for uh for the u.s men's national team we have the Concacaf nations league semifinals, and then right after that we roll into uh the gold cup so it's pretty much like just an absolute ton of u.s men's national team and honestly moving forward it kind of seems like that's what's going to happen they're just going to constantly be throwing us because i mean wherever there's money the u.s men's national team will be there so we got you know nations league we got gold cup um but more excitingly, we do have the U-20, and we're going to watch that, and we're going to review that. But we're not here to talk about that today. Um, all right, so let's get into it. So the first thing I want to talk about is, um, you know, looking at the current U.S. men's national team, there's going to be a ton of movement this summer. We only got a couple weeks left in the uh, in the leagues that we're, we're watching them in. So the question mm-hmm. is, you know, where are these guys going to go? I mean, we have, like I'd say, our, our starting 11, each one is in flux. So anybody can move at any time. So I want to start out with, uh, with oh, captain, my captain, Christian Pulisic. I mean, Chelsea is hot garbage. Yeah. How much, how much, yeah. He, he, and he's not even allowed to touch the garbage. He can't even, he's not even in the dressing room picking up the garbage. I mean, this is how far he is from even playing on a team that is closer to relegation than actually doing anything remotely successful this year. Well, and the, the, the worst part about it is that, you know, with the limited playing time he was getting before the really bad downturn, he was playing decently, and then he's just been completely out of it. Like, we're, he's not even sniffing the field for, for, a, for a poor team. And, I mean, he wasn't even before. He's needed a move since before the World Cup. Yeah, I, 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 yeah absolutely. I mean, the co- what, Tuchel are he never rated him anyway when he, when he was the coach at Dortmund, it wasn't even, even a thing. And then you have Graham Potter come in and he came out and said, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's totally going to be part of this team. We're like super stoked. And then he doesn't play for him. And then Lampart comes in and you're like, all right, sweet. Back when Lampart was actually the coach, he actually rated Christian and played him, but that's not the case again. And I, I was even told that they have like, because they have so many people because bullies like, 
like has so many players now that there's actually a separate dressing room and he gets dressed in these separate dressing room. He doesn't even dress in the first team dressing room. Like it's yeah, bonkers. They have extended the one they have or they have like a, a little bit of a mm. addition to it or whatever it is. It's it's a it's a hot mess. I, I recommend pretty much anybody in there in the first place to just get out of there till they get that ship straightened because that's going to be a hot mess with that much money spent and that much pressure pressure and that kind of mess it's not going to be pretty for a while trust me i'm I'm a united so yeah and (laughs) and we can all say that chelsea mm, blows and let's get him out of there let's get him to another league let's get him to another team any other situation, I, mean, I don't want to jinx myself. Most other situations are going to be better than where he's currently at at Chelsea. And it looks like we know where, if at least into what league it might be that he's going to, but we don't know what team quite yet. But it looks like he's headed towards Italy. Mm. So the word on the street here is that uh, what was it? Uh, one of the Milan teams was uh, was had some interest in him, uh, potentially Juve even, I think, or what was it? But I, think, I thought was it Roma. Of Roma, yeah, you know what? I thought, what I thought it was one of the Milan teams. Yeah, it yeah. might as well be any of them. It's rumors, but it seems like there's some there's some pull in Italy, and you know I don't think that's a bad choice for him necessarily. I don't think that's the best choice for him either. I think he should see if he can get a chance to play maybe in Spain. I think that's a league that will fit his attributes pro a little bit. Yeah, better. the only problem with Spain is, I mean, you got two top heavy teams. And everybody else is practically non-existent, you know. And, and he might fit in at Barcelona, but there's no way he's even sniffing the field at at Madrid. Um, I don't even think he. I don't even think he played at Barcelona. No. Uh, well, let me take that back. There's at at Atleti as well. I mean, he he, but that's not his style. That that's definitely not Christian style. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm all for. I don't really like watching a lot of these. But uh, hey, hey, I I want to be good. I want to make sure I I, I, I I will stand on the, by this actually, and I said this already around the World Cup. I don't rate him as a player that will play for Barcelona or Real yeah. Madrid or any of the very top top crop of team. Maybe the top in Italy that can do something in Europe. In it, actually, it's still a little bit of a lesser t- league. I know they're doing their thing in the Champions League right now. I think there's a little bit luck of the draw and the mix of a little bit convenient. Uh, uh, yeah, coincidence and things like that too. Um, but I think he's a guy that has to look at for a kind of a slow, high, lower tier kind of team, a la uh, Real Sociedad or something like like that Ooh. level, Sevilla, that kind of team. Yeah, I, I, oh, how the mighty have fallen if he's dropping that far. Yeah, but I mean, I think the reality is. I, I'm, you, not you saying, just I'm not saying you're wrong. Champions League. Now you'd be playing Champions League next year. I know, I know. I, I'm not saying you're wrong. You can I'm go just to ben saying, Fiki. like, hmm. yeah, or Ben. Yeah, oh, 80, well, eight, not 80 million transfer to Chelsea, and then backing that up, coming off like to Sevilla. They played too much. <sighs> That's the problem. Are you worried about Chelsea thing? losing money? Oh no, they yeah. can lose all the money they want. I, I really, you know, I don't care. But yeah. yeah. I well, mean, he has to get some steady. All I know, he needs to get some steady playing time. He yeah. needs yeah. to rebuild. He rebuild his brand and really showing that he is the player that everybody thought he would be. Yeah, because uh, he hasn't sh- yeah. shown that other than sometimes on the U.S. men's national team. Yeah, if we're talking national teams, I mean, it, it, take a look at so Argentina just won the World Cup. Who, I mean, besides Messi, obviously, you know, plays for Barcelona. 
what, who does the rest of the team play for? I mean, some of these guys, you know, now they're, they're playing for like, some of them play for Spurs and some of them Brighton. play for like Man United. Yeah. And like, yeah, so well, like they're not, yeah. they're not all playing for top tier teams. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying out there, you know, is, you know, when, we, when the United States thinks about Christian Pulisic, we're like, oh, he needs to be Barcelona or like some bigger thing. But it's like, you know, I, he needs to be playing. He just needs to be playing, you know, and I think that as we go along the the road with all these guys, this that's going to be the uh, the the running theme throughout the entire thing. I did think it was a good shout when they were talking about having him go to Newcastle. It was right after it was, you know, became Oil Castle when the uh, sheet came in and bought him. So I was like, man, if he gets if he's able to get in with that early and get a bunch of playing time, you know, look where Newcastle's at now. That would have been awesome, but you know, I, I, I'm not, I'm not totally sold on the, on the Italian league. I think his play style probably does fit. I'm um, not totally sold on his Spain. attitude. Yeah. Well, I didn't read his book. No, Anywho, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. All right. So next person right. I kind of want to talk about is a bit of a hot button topic. I wasn't going to bring him up, but I got a call from his parents. Yeah. Um, and if I don't mention it, I, I get uh you guys are going to know super secrets about me, but uh, Reina. Uh, he's he's not. I mean, it seems like when he's coming in and playing for Dortmund, he's scoring and doing well. He's not getting a ton of minutes, but he's very impactful. You know, and they're obviously not playing him because Dortmund's in a good run of form and he's not part of that form necessarily. So, I mean, should he stay with Dortmund, assuming Bellingham leaves and, you know, he's able to get or, you know, should he move? What do you think? I mean, he's so he's young. I think the, the simple answer to that is Dortmund, Dortmund is a stepping stone. That is their model. They want to bring them in young, produce them, show them off, and then move them on. Um, the big question that I don't know the answer to is is where does he move to? You yeah, know, he's twenty. He's twenty years old. Um, he doesn't have a book. <laughs> clearly did not have a good World Cup. Um, and it, it's yet to be proven what type of player he can actually become. Um all the talent in the world, but we, we need to see it. I'm, I I don't know. I would love to see him make a move to England. Um, I, I just, I'm not yeah. sure. I'm not sure. I think, I, I, really I think England actually might be, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of the team off the top of my head, like who he would fit in with. Cause he's kind of a, he's kind of a unique Madonna. Yeah. I mean, attitude aside, <laughs> I think that, you know, is his best position like a number 10, something in the middle, kind of a playmaker where he comes back and receives the ball? Or is he a winger? Because that seems to be where he plays. That's where he plays for Dortmund, right? He like usually gets subbed out on the wing. Um, it, The other thing, and we'll talk, and there's also somebody, the next person we're going to talk about also has, is, is kind of a, a quirky play style. Like wh- who, I think it's more important, especially for Pulisic and Reyna, and uh, we're about to talk about Dest to try to find like a team that fits their like that can exploit what they're really good at. I think actually Reyna is like a good number 10. And if he has to drop to a team that's mid table so he gets to play and he becomes a playmaker, I say do it. Yeah, yeah that could, that's, that's that's not happening. Yeah, and that could be the case actually. And and I, I almost say about Pulisic, I say the opposite. I think he is somewhat of a luxury player. So he has to yeah. be on a, a pretty good team where they has a solid base behind him where he can shine. Yeah, but when the U.S. played, uh, it, I, I'm, I'm losing it. When they went away to whatever, 
I mean, he he the last couple of games he's played, he's sh- like shown that he is actually really talented. He wasn't. Yeah, but he shows up for the U.S. He's one of those players that are a different yeah. player from U.S. than the club player. I, I, I they he are played, players he that are like well that. under Lampard. Yeah, if he can sure. stay healthy. Like, and same when thing with he was Rana. healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, okay. I don't, I don't know what the answer is for Reyna though. Um, I, I don't either. I still am just not rating him that highly. I mean, all the talent in the world, that's fine. Just still hasn't lived up to the hype. He like he's been given the tag like Americans do. We love to just hype the living crap out of the next best thing. Not saying he can't be it, but he is still currently the next best best thing, and he just he hasn't proven it yet. Has Pulisic? No, he was the last one. I no, I, I would say hey, Pul- Pul- Pulisic had proven to us that he's one of the best we have, and he proved that in tournaments where he's been the. I, that's the problem, though. Yeah. One of the best we have isn't a world class player like we are hyping them up to be. No. No, we currently have no like world class talent. Right. No, there, we have but, no t- but there's only top so many team. there's only so many teams that have that. We're talking about okay, like yeah, when I say like that elite, I'm talking about like the Fair top twenty five players in the world kind of players. Yes. Right. Yeah. That makes the top list that are in the ball door short list and, and things like that. We are far off that still. Yeah, hearing so people we'll talk say, about we'll like, say top eleven plus subs. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, we, we, we were always talking about like, oh, oh yeah, we need a number not. nine. We need like a, a number nine. We're looking for a number nine, a striker. And I'm like, how many elite strikers are in the world? Maybe like a handful, no, not many. like five yeah. or six. And like Holland wasn't even in the World Cup. You know, we, we don't need somebody who's like, we don't we don't need those people. But but that's know. what drives me nuts about about Reina is he makes you know the one big run where he dribbled through six Mexican players down at the Azteca. And everybody is running to a no. Wait, what did he do? What was the result? He loses the ball. He doesn't pass. Did we he lose the game. Get a shot off. It. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> Asshole. It, that makes absolutely <laughs> no difference. He was a sub in that game who came on, made one run, but didn't do anything with it. Yeah. Sure. You know. It, yeah, it's just it's hard. It was hard when he came back to Dortmund, he wasn't getting a lot of play in time, but like literally if you add up his minutes and his goals scored to minutes, it's kind of an insane stat. I don't have it here in front of me, but he was, he was getting subbed on with 20 minutes left and scoring like six games in a row or something insane. Like go ahead goals and like tight. He was, there were, there were, they were showing a stat of goals per minute by players in the top five leagues or whatever else. And he was like mm-hmm. number five on the list. And that was made into a joke though. I would mention that, that it was kind of like, yeah, because he doesn't play any minutes. <laughs> yeah. For the crew player, for the crew family, it's uh, like Miguel Berry. It's like, yeah, but it doesn't, it's kind of a fake stat. Yeah. I, yeah. I agree. I, so, I don't know if he should move because I just don't have a place to, to, to put him. He's I don't a know frustrating player. And we can, we can, we can, we can hear it from the way we're talking about him because he can do the big stuff. That's why I always, I still really hope that he gets a kind of aha moment and realizing, you know, like I have to take my stuff serious. I have to like work hard for this stuff, but I'm a little bit concerned just because of his, let's say it, um, so when he scores a goal, you know, he does the whole he, like ears and the like fingers in the ears. Yeah, and yeah, and just looking at you know the uh, 
the education he's gotten from home, right. that this is something maybe he probably not prone to be that type of person. Yeah. But then again, at the same time, he could be a person with a big ego that don't give a damn what everybody else thinks and still be a very, very good player. Yeah, for sure. So where, where I think he needs to end up is on a team where he is not the big fish. On a team where he is surrounded by so much more talent that he can look at all these other players and say, I have to work that much harder to get on this field. Oh, Chelsea. Perfect. <laughs> there's a ton of ton of players yeah, yeah I just got no, and i and i and i'm just making a comparison but but like a real madrid you know where he can yeah, yeah, look yeah. out there and say i'm not as good as that player and i need to be that player yeah i yeah, think yeah. he needs that motivation if he goes to a team and he's sitting behind somebody that he's looking at him going i'm better than that player he's gonna sulk and it's not gonna do him any good yeah, and I, I think what you're getting at too is like uh not only like a maybe a better player or players that are his caliber, but also like the people that fit his ilk, like people that are big time, big egos, yeah. that type of thing. Like put him in a big ego time of spot. I, I don't really follow he, Dortmund that 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 tightly, but I, I'm pretty sure I don't think Jude Bellingham seems to be like a a huge no. like I'm great. He's not the next you know. I, I don't know I anybody on Ray, that team. Reyna would be probably be a good city player under Pep. Oh, um, Real Madrid would be good um, under Ancelotti. I, yeah, um, but I don't think any of these people would gonna. Yeah, no. I can't. No, I can't I, imagine. Honestly, I think he could. I, I, I think he has the talent to be able to play for those teams. Yeah, City. Would I, be great. Now, what's he going to do when he gets there? That's the question. What are you drinking? <laughs> yeah, I'm water. In. We're all drinking water here, Mort. Moving on. Yeah. All right, <laughs> we're going to uh, Serginho Dest. Now, this is a weird one. So, you know, he fell out of favor at, you know, Barcelona uh, after coming over from Ajax. Um, he then moved over to AC Milan. Everybody thought that was a great move. I mean, AC Milan are in the final four of the, you know, the, oh, my brain stopped. Champions League. Champions League. Yep. For better or for worse. And, dude, he stopped making the bench and stuff. He just, like, vanished. What happened? And it, so... It, I, I don't know what happened. I actually have no clue. I'm assuming it's he didn't fit the system. And I think that, you know, he's not he's not like a stay-at-home fullback. He's more of like maybe a wing back. And I don't know anybody who really plays with wing backs, but I'm it, it just I can't find I can't seem to figure out in my my brain where he would be a good fit, just like Reyna. Because I don't Ajax. know who's Yeah, back to Ajax. That's yeah. what I was thinking. And it's not a bad move. Ajax is a great team. And they can develop him even further. I don't even think he's not that old. No, this this is the thing. He's been around for a while. He's twenty two still. I know. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, because I was I was kind of before I even checked that, I was going to say, you know what? I have a feeling he's like if if he can't play in the top leagues, he's just going to go. Hey, I'm going to make some money in MLS or something. <laughs> And just tear oh, it up. <laughs> the uh, Yedlin. Yeah, I was going to say the Yedlin yeah. thing. But but then again, Yedlin, you know made his way over at Newcastle in the the prim for five, six years. Yeah. And then he, did he go to, didn't go to like Galatasaray or something like that? And he played there and then, and then moved back over. So I fair play to Yedlin, honestly. Um, Um, Yeah. I think Dest has to, now he would be a player that I could see going to, you know, uh, a mid table Spanish team or an Italian team. Yeah. Um, And he would probably, I, yeah, he'd probably definitely 
Yeah, he he has a name and reputation there, and uh, and yeah. uh, you know he has built up some uh, yeah credibility in that league. So I think any um, a lot of teams there will be willing to pick him up, and he will be probably a sure starter. Do, um, do you yeah. think he he's a is a fullback? Do you think he's a a, a winger or like a you know I heard a formation kind of like. Um, Man, I know some teams are running like a back four where they have like. Hey, maybe he can that, play. Maybe he can play for the crew. He might fit in our system. Actually, he would he fit actually well would in fit our, system. our system. I think we actually yeah. called. Uh, yes, one of us called that out, and we we're like, "Hey, who do we need?" And I'm like, "Yeah, shot in the dark, but probably Serginio. I think <laughs> if he plays in the back, he, he's a good defender. He, he's a good defender. I just think with the ball at his feet, he's able to progress the ball really well, like very well. So I, you know, something maybe where he's a fullback and he's able to like kind of move into the center of the field and progress the ball going forward um i don't know because yeah like i said he's not like somebody who just shoots down the wing and crosses it in he he seems to like do pretty well at his feet i don't know i just don't have a yeah i don't have a good yeah. i don't have but a good I, I think might. i think spain is the, the answer yeah yeah but he also might do well at a club like barcelona or um pardon me uh Bayern munich um i know he's been linked there a oh, few yeah. times yeah, yeah. Um, I, maybe I, behind I, Davies, I though, right? Actually, actually, Germany might yeah. not be a bad bad pick for him either. Yeah. But hey, we talked a lot about players that needs to get a change for playing time. We have a whole list of players that need to have a change because of the situation with their teams, and that's a no, lot. Wait, of no, wait, no, no, team. No, yeah. we will start with team, but they are actually. <laughs> I, I have a reason because I know you're going to talk about the Leeds boys. Mm-hmm. But you have players like Musa at Valencia, right? Yeah. You have Sargent still stuck in the championship issues. Sure, which is yeah. fine. Yeah, it was probably the right one for him. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, last people I want to touch on before we go to break here is um, the Leeds boys. It, it's a really weird situation because uh, I right off the bat, I don't think they're going to stay up. I think they're going to get no. relegated. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't think. And it's – they. They shot themselves in the foot. The last four games are were yeah. City, West Ham, Tottenham, and who who's the four? It's Liverpool or something like that. Like they're screwed. Yeah, no. <laughs> like there's no way. You know, there's so, no hope. Let's do uh an interesting experiment here. So we got three players. Let's each take one and let's each explain where, where we think they're gonna end up or where we, we think they should be, end up. Um Mort, pick your player. Who do you want to oh, go with? Um I gonna pick the player that is not playing. Uh, because he's hurt, and that is Adams. And uh, I will go as far as saying that one of the reasons that they are going down the way they're playing now is the fact that he's hurt. Yeah, because he's the drop-off after him in that area is, is just huge. And, and the people behind player, him And the captain, and, and yeah, they, they have a they're garbage team. We agree. Um, and I am not 100% sure. I, I, w- I know there's some interest. Uh, I think these are two things will happen. He will make a jump to a top six team in the Premier League, or he will go down with them and be a part of that rebuild right now. The question is, how will they be positioned to rebuild? And I think he'll take a big, hard assessment with the coaching changes and all that. It's not going to be like Sheffield United that managed to take some actually some right. big quality yeah. players down with them and actually come right back as the second team out of the championship. Because if you see that and you see you have like, there's an idea and all that, and there's a culture and they will come back, then yeah, you want to be a part of that because you have a love for the club after a little bit. 
But I don't think he can see that in Leeds. I think Leeds a little bit in shambles. Oh yeah. Um, so I I hope and and if the opportunity comes, I think he should leave and and play. And he's still twenty four. And I think for the team that pick him up, there's still a huge upside. Yeah, I 100%. think he. I think he's going to be extremely good from his 27 till he's 34 years old. Yeah, I know he's a number six. That's like they don't yeah. start getting good until Do like. You, you think you should stay in the prem? Yes, I think you should stay in the prem. I think he has a lot of suitors in the Premier League. I, I think he has a lot of hearts. United was, United was talking about him like for quite a while. Who do they have in the number six right now? Well, they have a Casemiro. Casemiro is kind of Casemiro's in there in that kind of an area. I wonder but, who Newcastle is. I just, I, 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 for our American players, I'm kind of stoked on the Newcastle because you know they're going to get that influx of money and they already got that bounce back from getting uh, new ownership. Okay. I know. I don't All appreciate right, oil players. All right, I'm going to stick yeah, with yeah, the yeah. easy Two guy. left. Oh, piece of this cake. is a true Tottenham player getting excited about every other team than his own. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, not everybody can have Daniel Levy from Spurs. Anyways, I am going to take Brendan Aronson because um, it's easy. He, he needs to go back down to championship. He's a perfect, just like Sargent, they're perfect championship players. And I think that's totally fine. I don't think he's good enough. I mean, he's had a downturn in form since he's, you know, came to Leeds. And I think going down to the championship, he'll still get playing time. He'll play all the time. And I, I think that's that's totally fine. Especially for him and a caliber of player that he is, and that's not a that's not a dig. I think he's very good. You know, I will say that his brother's doing really well at Eintracht, but um, yeah, that's I, that's I, that's the thing. Is is he a player that's just going to get beat up down there? That's just it. it. That's what you got to learn. That's one thing that he he kind of got beat up. He seemed a little like flim flammy, which we knew going into Leeds, and he was able to kind of deal with it. And then you know, the past like half the season, he's just. He he just needs to get that that you know that constant every single week playing ninety minutes and getting roughed up. So so you hopefully get a little bit of the sergeant effect. It didn't seem to stick, but for a while there it looked like sergeant was getting you like resurgent, and and it's yeah. it's haven't really stuck on though. It hasn't been extremely consistent. Well, but. the problem with Norwich and Sargent, and we'll move on right after this. But they yeah. have Pookie. They haven't gotten rid of Pookie, so he's not playing his number nine. So they're constantly trying to figure out: is he on the wing? Is he going to play like as a second striker? When Pookie got injured this season, he actually was doing really well. And from what I read, people were like, "Dude, just play this guy. This guy's what okay. you want up top." And when Pookie came back, he got you know thrown to the bench or he got pushed out wide, and it's like. Yeah. And, and if Harrison yeah. stays, he will be he will be the guy of yeah yeah at least one of the guys yeah I I, I think that I think it's good that he stays down so we got one person yep. left he's on yep, loan yep. is he going so back he I I think he's going to be the biggest question he's on loan at, at from Juventus the biggest question there is where do they sit financially and what could they do you know I think they're going to try and farm like loan him out again or sell him. Um, yeah. yeah, I think they're I all honestly, done with them. Yeah. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing considering no. the state of their club. Um, they're probably not going to sell him to Inter or AC Milan. Um, so I would, man. Is the Premier League where you want him? Yeah. Is that his, is that his style? I, I think so. With his aggressiveness, um, I mean, he could go back to Germany. He was with Schalke. He, that's where he kind of got it. He cut his teeth. 
Uh, and I don't want to be a Chalco. No, yeah, I don't. I don't Schalke. know. Yeah. No, no. The Leeds you know, of Germany. He, what to me? He feels like a Villa or a West Ham type player. All right. Um, Villa's yeah, doing no, well. So is West Ham. Yeah, yeah that uh, are they? They're, they're trying to stay and survive. So it'd be like the heat. No, he go, oh, what, yeah, okay. He, West Ham, West Ham no, got Villa's three points. Like, Villa's like yeah, Villa is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They yeah, got yeah. F, they got that, Emery. It was yeah, they got his, that historic like mid-table, grinded out type of team. Um, no, I see. Know, that, I see that. Yeah, Not West like, Ham, but yeah, Villa. The, the totally. type of place that he could go and he would thrive, and they would appreciate him, and he would play. He's a grinder. Yeah, even, in mean, Everton, I, even in Everton, if they survive, it, because yes, I think sure. they will have a better season. Yeah. I actually wanted to see him at Tottenham when he was linked. I thought he would have been a great, he would have, he would have been an upgrade I in that position. It, but I mean, the problem I, yeah, is that yeah that's team. fair enough. Another mid table team. That's... <laughs> I, dude, I, that's fine. That's fine. I, I, the, the issue I have with like a Tottenham be, or like Man U right or any of the bigger ones is that he needs a place that he's going to go and he's going to be secured as a starter and really he can submit himself for the next six years. He needs a team with a good dietitian. That's also what he needs. Yeah. yeah. When he came to Leeds, odd, he, was, he was soft when he came to Leeds. Don't tell yeah. me anything else. I mean, he could beat me up, but. You yep. can't be like, oh, it's water weight because I'm, you know, I don't know, pregnant. <laughs> hey, when you I'm fly, I, you know, you know, yeah. whatever. All right. Yeah. All so, right. all right. So. <laughs> Bottom line, we just talked about, you know, the main core of the people, but for the most part, the main thing is getting playing time, you know, yeah. absolutely getting playing time. All right. When we come back, we're talking about the new hires. What's a Matt Crocker and what's a Gooch? I'm back right now. After the day. Go, go, go. Be right back. This episode of the Upper 90 Club is brought to you as always by Supporter Supply Company. Hi, friends. This is your good pal, Morgan Hughes, here to talk to you about a serious issue facing 96% of all crew supporters in Columbus. Why, not enough free shipping, of course. For a limited time, now through the eventual heat death of the universe, Upper 90 Club listeners can use the promo code UPPER90BOYS. That's boys with a Z on the end of it. And check out for free delivery on absolutely any order over $10. But Morgan, what if I order $10 worth of stickers, or those goddamned buttons, or some other combination of small items that make you want to kill yourself? Will the free shipping still apply then, even as you curse our family, while you package up our little tiny annoying ass order for us? <laughs> of course it will. That's just how much we here at Supporter Supply value our friends at the Upper 90 Club. So head on over to supportersupply.co and use the promo code UPPER90BOYS. That's boys with a Z. At checkout for free shipping on all your orders over $10. And don't forget to tell them that your friends at the Upper 90 Club sent ya. And we're back. All right. We have two brand new hires from the U.S. Men's National Team. Who hired them? No one knows. Just kidding. All right. So we have Matt Crocker. Super famous. Everybody knows him. Came from one of the best teams in the entire world. All of that. Nope. No idea. Didn't even see it coming. All right. So Matt Crocker. We hired him as the sporting director. 
main thing of the sporting director is to hire the U.S. men's national team coach, which is where we will get to here in a second. But first, let me go over some of his credentials. Um, Crocker, he will oversee the entire sporting department. He will be focusing on the men's and women's national team programs, the youth national teams programs, and the extended national teams. Crocker will be responsible for setting U.S. soccer's sporting vision, overseeing the performance of all of the national teams, implementing the technical development plan, developing sporting culture, philosophy, ensuring greater communication and sharing of best practices, blah, 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 blah. It sounds like pretty much everything. Um, yeah. So what do we think? Um, let, let me just go down through kind of where he came from. Um Let's see here. Crocker helped the FA establish the England DNA. So I, what I understand is he worked for the England FA for quite a while and helped bring up their their youth programs. And to be fair, that's kind of our bread and butter. That's kind of what we want to see. And he was kind of responsible for bringing in the current you know echelon of the English national team, which is solid. Which is what, well, not only that, but second before in the world. Before that, he was at. Yep. He was at Southampton. He that's when he brought through Gareth Bale. He brought through Wushaw. Yes. He yeah. brought through Ward Prowse, and then it moves on to the U.S. or the the England national team, where he works with the youth to bring in the which is like pretty much uh, everybody right now. The, all the all the younger players like uh, Rashford exactly. and all them. No, 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 not not Rashford. I think that was about that time. But you're talking more. Uh, Jaden Sancho, Phil Foden, Saka, um, and, uh, yes, just like that. Yep. yep, and and then leaves to go back to Southampton to take a a higher um, echelon role with them. Director so of football operations. Yeah, so you've got a a guy here who's got a tremendous track record of identifying talent and being able to sculpt something that is successful for that purpose yeah absolutely when he was at southampton when he was the director of football when he went back to southampton it says uh here that despite having the smallest budget in the english premier league the club was able to stay in the top flight for eight consecutive seasons man for the premier league money buys championships if anything and if they had the smallest budget and they stayed up eight years in a row that's bonkers so when it comes to talent development and and the youth development the first team that comes up that is overachievers in its regards with culture of bringing a player is Southampton. Southampton is almost like if, if maybe not the same kind of team, but they're kind of like the Ajax of Eng- England, right? Ajax is the club that is known for bringing up like the academy is yeah. incredible, bringing up so much talent. And in England, it's kind of Southampton that has a reputation for bringing up talent. Everybody checking out what Southampton does. I know there's clubs here in the North America that has partnership with Southampton because they know like, yeah, this is a chance for really get the best, you know, advice and 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 benchmarking for for how to to work with kids to get them good. So, yeah, and I, I you mentioned culture, right? Yeah, and I think I think he understand what kind of culture brings that up, and if we have somebody that can help us nurture some of this talent, because there is a crap ton of young talent that comes up that has to be treated or or coddled, coddled the, the right way, or knocked <laughs> or over the head found. in the right way, and, yep. or found on the right way, so and, and brought yeah. up, because yeah, we we're talking about it that there's there's players. At younger, younger age that we see now that really making a um, 
Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, the United States impact. is huge, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and you know, with the onset of I'm lost for words. Yeah, it, <laughs> which is okay. You're excited. You're. It's okay to be excited. I, I think it's kind of interesting because the the first thing I thought about was you know I don't know who this dude is, and then I was like, oh, Southampton. We know about Ajax. We know who they bring up. We know who like other different academies who bring up players. I don't really view Southampton as like. Uh, they really brought up the youth or whatever. I mean, they did, but not to the extent of someone like Ajax, not like the Netherlands who develop youth like super well. But that being said, I think the U.S., you know, our, our U.S. system, we don't have that much money to spend. So it's not like we could go out and buy, you know, everybody's like, oh, yeah, we'll just get pep. And it's like, well, I think Burhalter yeah. made like $1 million a year. And like most coaches make five times that at, in the championship. So it's, it's not like, I I think bang for your buck. I think this guy has a proven track record. My concern or my only question, because I don't know, I'm not a Southampton fan. They say like, well, this person is, you know, in charge of hiring the coach, which we'll talk about in a minute, but also this guy's in charge of like the culture and how we play, which is what does anybody know? Do you guys know? I actually do not know. Like, how how does he like to play? Is he like, cause, cause when he was interviewed, he's like, I want my team to be like, really offensive but then like really good at defense and it's like well yeah, yeah no crap dude ma- i personally no 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 i don't think it matter yeah yeah, yeah I, I don't think he i don't think he even said that i think he really was dancing around the fact that i will bring in the right people we will have the right kind of conversations we have to like assess where we are in, in this nation and how how things has been working and what is working and what is not working in order to 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 define what that is and maybe it's hard to kind of create a culture about for soccer in a whole continent, which is yeah. really almost what you are. Absolutely. In the US. Yeah. yeah. England is so, the size of Texas or something like yeah, that. I know geography. Yeah. Don't Google it. <laughs> but I mean, we have the, yeah, it's, it's, I understand the gravity of what this guy's going to have to do. And it's okay. Like, I, I'm okay with it. You know, his reputation in the past has like some good things. I think it is very positive that they went with somebody who was not like a formal U.S. Yeah, like a former U.S. player. Uh, we speak a lot about nepotism and the old boys club and whatnot, which I didn't necessarily think was like the worst thing in the world. I wasn't like freaking out because prior to, you know, Burhalter and some of the and like Ernie Stewart and Brian McBride, we had we were even more unhappy with the people running the team. You know, we were like, we need players and we need, we need people who have like pedigree and stuff like that. So when we hired these people, minus Burhalter, they were like, yeah, this makes sense. And then every, you know, flash forward four years and it's like. I uh, think that was because there were more politicians that were, were soccer people. For sure. And now now we're definitely getting like soccer people in here. Which well, is, and it's, it's, it's good to, to reach out to, you know, when I first heard it, all you heard was Southampton, 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 which is good. I mean, they're known for their academy. And Most people were like, who? Yeah, or like, but what's the digging a little bit deeper and looking at his time during the England national team um, is probably the most impressive kind of thing that we want to look forward to with the U.S. Uh, I think something that the U.S. has struggled with throughout history time is talent identification because we are such a big nation. Um, so, and I think that is going to be one of the target points. Um, is how does the U.S. as a national team program identify talent to really uh, benefit the 17s, 20s, 23 senior team? Yeah. Um, so, yep. 
Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's a it's a tall order. We'll see what he has to do. I, I think it is a positive, a positive hiring all told. Um, that being said, going back to former players, he ended up hiring um, Gooch or Mister Onyewu, which I didn't realize. I didn't realize his full background. I knew him as an ex-US player. I knew him as a you know a correspondent. And I, I always really liked him as a correspondent. I always liked what he had to say. But that doesn't always transition to like a, you know, a, a role like this. And so they actually created I, I didn't realize I thought he took Brian McBride's spot. Brian McBride was actually the quote unquote general manager, and he's not yeah. the general manager. He actually is the vice president of sporting. So what does that mean? Well, let's see here. Um, yeah, I have nothing because they just made it up. So I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a lot of, I think Burhalter was not only, you know, coaching the team, but also reaching out and, 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 and filling in the blanks. And, and I think probably, you know, Wolf was doing some of that too. And some of his assistant coaches and whatnot, but I think, you know, Gooch will actually be the one, helping identify talent, doing the, doing the back end stuff and going out and talking to people. Um, so yeah. So as we go down through, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's obviously many more people involved than, than just that, but like in, yeah. in from, from, yeah. from that kind of level, but I think that's a smart move because this is somebody that at least have that understanding. So you have somebody you can lean on that has have an understanding of what U.S. national team culture has been. It's not bad to bring that in because it has been a team that historically has been hitting above its waist in, in terms of talent, um, in terms of you know like understanding what the U.S. soccer looks like, and and somebody he can he can refer to. No, I, I think Gooch is a good a good hire. Um, if they would have hired him for the cracker role, it'd be a different scenario. Um, pulling him in, you've got an intelligent player. Um, people love him, you know, sp- speaks three different languages. Um, he's played all over the world. Um, yeah, you're not so, kidding. So he started out, so he, he played in college, which is great. Uh, you know, back in 2000, it's crazy. Yeah. He had 43 appearances for Clemson. He had 12 goals. That's a goal in every four games. Wasn't he? He's a center back. I didn't here. even know. I didn't know he played in college. Yeah, yep. and he's got he's got a. We'll, we'll get to it. I think he has a degree yeah. in the French language from a different. It's, you know, it's bonkers. So he plays for Mets. He goes to um, goes to Newcastle. Goes to Milan. Goes to Sporting KC. Goes to QPR. Goes to Sheffield Wednesday. Goes to Charlton Athletic, and then uh, ends his career at the Philadelphia Philly. Union. So he was a world traveler. Uh, on top of that, let's see what else we got here. So ever since he left playing, so he played. You know, he played for a long time and he played all over the world and he was rated all over the world. He played for the U, uh, U-17s, the u twenty. Yeah, he was, when he was healthy, he was He was a good awesome. player. Yeah, yeah he was a he was great awesome. player. Um, and then for the actual U.S. men's national team, he had 69 appearances. appearances. Nice. Yeah. Um, but uh, let's see here. So following <laughs> his playing career, Gooch became the sporting director for Orlando City B. Uh, two years yeah. later, he was appointed the secretary general of the Belgian club Royal Excelsior Verton. Listen, don't know what that is. Sounds super tight. Uh, <laughs> Sounds like a liquor. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> yeah, so he did a great job. So, and then uh, he currently provides analysis for CBS 
sports. Uh, in addition to working with soccer, he was also the president and founder of Geo Global, a nonprofit organization that empowered young people through the promotion of health, fitness, wellness, and their daily lives. The other thing he did is he also worked really closely, from what I understand, with um, like kids with disabilities. I mean, the guy... I think that's the guy you want as the face. And you just said yeah. he speaks three different languages. Tight. He speaks English. Great. That's great. And then he speaks Spanish, probably Portuguese. And he also, I guess, speaks French. French. So like yeah. not that many French Americans, but oh, you no, know, no. you got a guy who's, you know, he's a, a monster presence is a sweetheart. I have never heard a bad thing about him. I think this is a, I think this is a great hire. And I think he also brings, you know, clout to the United States. Um, front yeah, office. Sure. I think it's great. I think both these are like positive. It's like, okay, they could so, have messed this up and they didn't. Thank you. I think the, the biggest question that's probably on all three of our minds is Here's what the is couch. the next step? What is the next step? Yeah. Where, where does this lead? Um, yeah. Um, man. So again, I'm having, I'm having trouble with trying to find the new coach. Full disclosure for the people that don't, you know, know our, you know, flagship podcast. We are a Columbus crew podcast. We have been crew fans for decades. Um, the <laughs> issue right, is, yeah, the yep. people that are, yeah, some of us have been fans for decades, soccer fans, whatever. So when Burhalter was appointed, we weren't, I was not bummed. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't bummed at all. I was, I, I was ecstatic. Yeah. Still like the guy. Yeah. Still have no issues. Yeah. So yeah. And, and you also like knew him also off the field. He's a great guy, man. I don't give a crap yeah, what anybody says. Really Get out nice of my guy. face. But here's the deal. I don't think he's going to come back as the coach. I think I think that ship has sailed. I don't yep, I don't yep. think it would be wise for him or the US to do it. So the question is like, who do you hire? And then it's I have read and heard 40 billion podcasts about like who who do we have yeah Mourinho and oh Pep's gonna leave and it's like again I go back no. to the well it's it's you know financially it may not be a thing now do you guys do either of you have any idea who you would like to see I, I we know the front runners and we can kind of talk about them the, the main front runner is from what we understand Jesse. which we understand is very little is Jesse Marsh it, would that be? No, no, no. I meant Jesse Rose. Oh, but. yeah. Well, great player. Awesome guy. <laughs> He's a good coach. Smells. Shout wonderful. out. Beautiful man. <laughs> Beautiful man. No, yeah, Jesse Marsh. Uh, that's is that is that a, is that a bad is that a bad call? Is that uh, you know like uh, I, before before last year? Would I? No, it was a great call before the whole Leeds situation. Um, now, I don't know. I don't, I, I'm, if no, you suggest, if, it, it's yeah, not. if you told, if you told me tomorrow that Jesse March was the coach, I would say, okay, I can see it. I understand why he's done really good, you know, in the different roles that he's had prior to Leeds. I, um, he did not do well at, uh, when he was, um, Leipzig. at RB. Yeah. Leipzig, at Leipzig. Yeah. But I wouldn't be ecstatic for that hiring i d i don't think it's what the u.s needs so so here's the thing he would have got, been a really good coach years ago for the, yeah. because he's, a, he's an emotional coach he's a guy that like he can write, raise the emotion he says the right things 
he he can really get the blood boiling. People will follow him. He sells it. But I think now the problem is he hasn't proven anything tactically. And well, he's married the to the Red Bull that, system. Like he's yeah, he's married playing to the, the he, he's, he, yeah, he's 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 married to the chaos ball. And, and if you don't and, have the players, you get burned. Like you yes. suck. Like it's not he, he's also if I, I I'm ninety nine percent sure on this, he's also from the Bruce Arena tree. Yeah. So Nepotism. that goes back that goes back to the the uh less tactical, more emotional side of it as well. Yeah. Yeah, and Bruce was a great coach. You know, like whether you, still I mean, is, he still is. is. Yeah, he's, he's yeah, he's a hundred and forty like years old. Was <laughs> yeah, no, he's great. So no, he, he's sure, fine. Jesse Marsh. I, I think we can all agree that it wasn't the best thing. Now, I know the hard press is Thierry Henry. No, no. Okay, we can move on. No, I'm kidding. So I, I, don't, no, no. I don't. I don't think we so can either. move on. We can move on. I, we he's can move really on. pressing. He's he's swearing that he can get Balogun. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I also we agree can't with that. we can't get a team together and everybody hating everybody and hating the coach, including yeah, you know, on top of that. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've heard you know, yeah, I, I I heard that he's one of those coaches that kind of like well, as he's coaching, he's like, well, yeah, do better, do a better. Like, I mean, yeah, it's your Terry Henry. You've done amazing things. We can't just not everybody's you. Dude. Listen, I I don't dislike Henry. I, no, I no, I don't either. And you guys are really good. Friends. But I do. I don't want to see him lead this United States team. And yeah, leading or, us, in, do we trust him with a team that's going to go in here and take US 2.0 into the US 2.0 World Cup? Right at home. At home. Yeah. No. It's super so, important. So here, here's next. so 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 this this is why I think I I don't have a I don't have a name. But I think we talk about the spending. I think U.S. is considering now to really put the money out there because compared to what they're going to spend on the World Cup, and, and what they're going to sure receive, they fall on the face. As well. Yeah, and what they're going to receive exactly, and making sure that they don't fall on their face, they're willing to pay a lot to yeah. make sure that they they get something. So I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a a, a top top name. For the U.S. Yeah, I think, over the I next think over the next four or five months. Okay, so let me ask this question: We have not discussed this before this moment in time. We none of us I'm have so had nervous. this discussion in any. If you could hire one person, price price doesn't matter because we can go round and round and round. Oh, I, I got I, my we're not, trying to, we're not trying to get to a realistic answer, but if you could have. Any manager, any price to lead us into 2026. Doesn't matter what happens after 2026, just for the next three years, who 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 are you wanting to bring in to this team? Ben, go ahead. Oh, Mauricio Pochettino. 110%. I'll take Poch. I will marry him. If you listen, Poch, if you're <laughs> okay. out here, okay. you look you yeah, we're gonna put this up on YouTube. You look at me in the eye. You look at me in the eye. I love you. No, I mean he he was also he like the the beauty is he was that he was at Southampton. He made them awesome. He then went ah, to Tottenham enough. and he did not get a single transfer in over a year and took them to the Champions League final. And then I had completely a, forgot about the Southampton shout on that. Yeah. 
And he's amazing. He goes to PSG. They keep winning. But PSG, from what we understand, is a complete disaster. Like that that whole thing. And he kept them together. And he has them on top. But he left. And now we're starting to hear like, oh, yeah, Messi's I'm, out. People are like, sh- like no, no, no. PSG I'm with you. Re- you do not have to. Yeah, uh, the he's, PSG part of his career, yeah. I'm not blaming him for Bless because his heart. anybody that has to coach those people, Messi, Ugh. Neymar, it's a room full of rainers, <laughs> a rainer room does not. Yeah, no, no. Okay, good, good shout. I, good I, shout. I just, yeah, um, I just man, he gets the best based of on players. what I'm seeing right now. I don't think Mort has a good answer, so <laughs> I, I'm gonna come forward right now and and I'm yeah, gonna. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. Yeah, I so. Price be damned, I'm going to take Carlo Ancelotti. Mm, sure. I think he's I think he's a manager that could come in, demand respect, and could maximize the team on the field. If he, We're not talking about he's not doing the recruiting. He's not smoozing people. He's yeah. not doing – he is literally just there to coach and just there to win. I think he – Which is what you want your coach to do, in my opinion. I I feel like Berhalter did a lot of stuff behind the scenes. Like he got a lot of dual nationals, and and that. And my hope, I don't want to get. I don't want to go. And and we are qualifying this by saying this is the most unrealistic. Yeah, and and, and Trey, and Trey, and and I like it without the drama too. He brings in that a lot of. There's some other coaches on this on the list that I was thinking about. Where I'm like, did you Google the coach drama. soccer coaches? It's not worth of the course drama. the top yeah. 25 <laughs> coaches in the world. But what else would you do? I was panicking. Um, yeah. I, I, All right, Mort. You, who who you got? And you can repeat somebody else if if you do like Mauricio. either one of our. He's two marrying that me. Much. Damn it! But I Christ. Can't, <laughs> it doesn't kinda, matter. No, I, I. You know who actually would be good? I'm gonna throw this out there too. Nope, nope, out. nope. Okay. You already had your player. You already had your player. I didn't no, even I, have to Google Trey, this. Trey, you, Leave it alone. You, Trey, you stole, you stole mine. So I was, I was. <laughs> so, so, so here's the thing, and and this might, this is kind of a little more realistic too. That's why I'm actually putting it out there. But I hate yeah. it because of what we just said about another coach, and that's Julian Nagelsmann. Because he also comes from, but yeah. he, yeah. but but he's he's not of that. He's almost the that something like that. He he really. And he's going. To I think he actually coach it and actually execute it to a different right. level. That Jesse Mars. He's he's uh, Jesse he Mars is got, the light version. Here you get. And he the probably got version. a really unfair shake at Bayern. Oh, 100%. Oh, oh, oh my yeah. goodness. Jeez. I mean, why would I mean, don't get me wrong, coaching at, you know, places like Bayern and PSG is great, but like it just seems like it's a lose-lose. It's like, "Hey guys, we won the title." And they're like, "You're fired." <laughs> you know, it's like, "Okay." Yes, yeah, like, "Hey, hey yeah, guys, yeah, we've done it the last 9 years." Yeah. yeah. Get get out of here, peasant. Yeah. yeah. And then he leaves and they bring in uh Thomas and he just he sucks. Oh, I love it. I, I don't like Tucho. I think he's garbage. So no, but you know, I but I you know who yeah, would have been ahead. great? Do you guys think Siggy Schmidt would have been great if he was still alive? Yes. Oh, Man, yeah, I, yeah, I think course. like yes. He, if he wanted to, he he yes. I, we yeah, had we had yeah. this we had this chat uh, as a part of our podcast before Christmas. And we yeah, did bring yeah, up that yeah. as a, a Siggy Schmidt Dang. as a I, potential coach that would have been great. So yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
debate later on more realistic choices once we kind of have maybe a narrowed down list or or something but yep yep yeah no i think this was good though yeah absolutely so So, yeah i want to thank everybody who tuned in i know this is something new um we we squeezed this in with the world cup when we were doing the upper 90 club pod um right now mls has taken over and the crew has been you know, consuming our minds, but we, we still have a special place in our heart for the U S men's national team and, and the U S soccer in general. So we wanted to make sure we, you know, shine a spotlight on that. Uh, moving forward, we're looking at doing this probably once a month ish, depending on what's going on. Um, as, as we get games coming up with the conquer calf and the gold cup, we'll probably do more. We'll just hop on here for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, review the games. Um, finally the, uh, U 20 world cup is coming up next. That's the next big thing. Um, we didn't get to go over that. Um, to be fair, we only knew about half, a little over half of the players just based on MLS stuff. Um, but we plan on covering that uh, next month, this time next month. But for now, yep. I want to thank Mr. Morton Crosby, Mr. Oh, Tracy thank Mock. Thank you hey, for hey. joining me. And we will see you next month. Get stuck in. Go USA. 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 <laughs> Kumate. Kumate. <laughs> Goodbye. And good night.